Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I'm very excited. Very excited. We have a uh, fantastic guest lined up today, and um, he his story blows me away, blows me out of the water. And um, he's his story, they, they made it into a film um, because, you know, uh, why not? Uh, he's he's a uh, it's just amazing it's just amazing so without further ado I'd like to welcome Mr. Dave McLean uh, director co-writer producer and probably did a lot of other stuff on the new movie Schemers comes out tomorrow Dave how are you no bad mate I also made the sandwiches as well and the cups of tea and got the coffee so did everything fantastic <laughs> I'm not in the movie business but I know plenty of people who are and. With indie film, yeah, that's and sometimes the, and the makeup and the hair, oh. <laughs> and the makeup and the hair, everything. Yeah. Oh, there you go, there you go. Well, you know, lots As of you practice. Um, being in the music business, you've been in the music business for a while now. You know, you kind of yeah, know my how first, it yeah, the first, yeah, yeah, the first gig I promoted was Tchaikovsky, and then the next one was Rachmaninoff. And then the next one was Chopin, and I did I did Mozart. So I've been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you. <laughs> I don't want to. I want everybody to see the film, and I don't want to give anything away. But you you started out uh, playing football, right? Like every young Scottish lad um, dreams of having the the professional football career. Yeah, and yeah. then you I met mean, a girl. Yeah, yeah, then I might go. Well, I wasn't that great. I was, I was, I was pretty good at football. It was a bit of a show off. But um, I played a game one day and I had a double vodka before I went on the pitch and somebody broke my legs. And uh, so I stopped playing football after that and turned my attention to music. And there you go. That's what happened. There you go. There you go. Well, starting out, you know, and it's interesting too. I've never been to Dundee, Scotland. Where you're at today, as a matter of fact. Um, mm-hmm. But it did remind me in watching the film. I grew up um, in uh, Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, and a uh, very blue uh-huh. collar working town. And it just kind of, I got that vibe from Dundee, uh, Port City, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it just, exactly, it yeah. seemed that way, like, yeah. like a lot of working class folk, you know, um, not a pink yeah. place. Yeah, well, there's a lot of working class folk with nothing to do because there was 26% unemployment. <laughs> so it was a, it was a strange oh working class city with with no work to do. But, um, yeah, it was maybe a bit like Detroit. Funnily enough, I was going to move to Detroit when I was 16 because I couldn't get a job in um, Dundee. And I had an aunt in, what's that? Is that Lake Michigan or something you call it? Is that near Detroit? No, maybe not. Yeah, it's Lake, anyway, Lake St. Clair, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... I was actually going to move there, but then um, something happened and I never moved there. So, yeah, I, I suppose there's similarities, yeah, definitely. Very, 
very lucky because what happened in and this was when I was a teenager, the everything changed. All the factories started closing. And you're right, man. When that unemployment goes up, that leads to all kinds of other stuff. Um, I don't think people realize that. Um, but man, you see it. <laughs> Crime rises. Well, um, but so do well, clubs and well, stuff. De- people want to do something. Yeah, well, you definitely see a big increase in glue sales, that's for sure. And various other things, you know. And plastic bags, uh, they, they, they boom. <laughs> Uh, and and spray ones. paint, spray paint yeah. and graffiti is on the increase. Yeah, so yeah, there's probably similarities there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, so you got so football. That's pretty much done at this point. Got into doing uh, discos and clubs and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's an interesting gig. Well, I was well, actually. I mean, it was, of interesting people. Uh, well, I mean, the the reason I got into doing the like the discos was just to sort of get the skill that I fancied, right? And we used to do a disco, and uh, we'd, we'd we'd have a DJ fifty pounds, so well, just say fifty dollars, mm. right? And, and and we'd make a thousand dollars profit. And then our business model changed radically, good. where we would start. No, it's great, but then our business model changed radically, and we started booking bands at a thousand dollars and losing money, <laughs> but it looked cool. Yeah. It, it, it looked really cool to say, we're doing the cure this week. We're doing Ultravox this week. And it, it wow. looked cool, but it wasn't very good wasn't very good for the bank balance. But so but we we should have stuck to the discos, I suppose. But you know, that's the way it was. <laughs> yeah, this it's crazy. I was never in the well, I've been in the music not well the clumbing business, I guess. I I promoted a couple nights. Here and there, I, it was never my thing. I always liked to go to the party, not put the party on. You know, it was just too much yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah. I was that guy that knew a lot of people, so everybody. I always got invited to places. You know, so I went to them. Yeah, uh, that's good. Been a couple that's decades good. hanging out in nightclubs. Yeah, so it mm-hmm. worked out pretty well. But I knew all these promoters um, growing up and whatnot. And it's weird, man. You'll go to like I remember going to somebody's flat and uh, like their apartment and and. Front two four two sleeping on the floor, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, wow. Front two four two. That's crazy. That was one of my first. That was one of my first biggest gigs. Front two four two in London. Oh, that track, wow. Headhunter. Oh, wow, that's a banger. That man. that's fantastic. Yo, I was crazy. Well, you were at that age too. That period of of really cool music, and you're doing. There's a scene in the movie, and again, I I don't want to give too much away, but I. People, you have to watch this movie. This is one of my favorite movies of the year so far, um, Schemers. I, I loved it. Um, where you added some yes, ambiance right. to the club. You, you, you put that, uh, that uh, blue flashing <laughs> police light. You're like, hey. Yeah, well, that's that, 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 that Yeah, well, we never thing. had many. Like, we never had many lights. So, um Scott went and nicked a, a light for a car, and they got it wired up. Got some sparky electrician to get it sorted, right. and um, and we and, and we had to track Silver Machine from Hawkwind, which was I don't know if you've ever tried dancing to Silver Machine at a club, but it's very difficult. It's nearly as difficult <laughs> as Kate Bush Wuthering Heights or oh, whatever God. it's called. <laughs> you, 
if you've ever tried, if you've ever tried dancing, I'd uh, try to look cool to somebody told me. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's never going to work. Never going to work. Yeah. It's embarrassing. No, no. There, there'll be one goth girl swinging around. That's about it. You know yeah. the crazy thing? Well, is... Oh, go ahead. Go finish your thought. Oh, no, no. It's just I, I, I actually think I heard that crazy girl. But anyway, carry on. Swinging around. <laughs> they all, there's a whole heap one. Sucking her cheeks then. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, the crazy thing is so I'm watching this. And um, this film, and I see scenes like that, and the early, you know the, the 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 gist of the movie, you know, before the big show, before the big concert, um, and then I'm thinking in my head as I'm watching it, I'm going, well, he wound, you know, he's, I think everybody knows, you know, you manage placebo amongst other people, you brought all these bands to uh, the UK and all of China and or uh, uh, Southeast uh, Asia and whatnot, all over, um, and now you're putting gigs on. You, know, you have this police light back in the day. Now you have, you know, you're paying people to do lasers and fog, <laughs> you know, big yeah, no. shows, big light shows. It's, it's either end of the spectrum, either end of the spectrum. Well, and that's it's, cool, it's, man. It's like, well, it's funny, though. So. I, I mean, I, I just, see, I've, I've never considered I've had a job in my life since I was 20. And, um, because mm-hmm. all I've done is music since I was 20. And it's not like working. Like, it's like, uh, right. well, I suppose it is like work, but it's it's not like going down a coal mine or going on a ship or something or being in the army or anything, you know. It's like a laugh, you know what I mean? My life is a laugh from start to finish. So, and luckily it's worked out okay. But it's it's just been lucky. You, know, you meet the right people, you get the right bands, you get the right connection. You kind of get on with people or you didn't get on with people. And, you know, that's, that's the way it goes, you know. But every day, and 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 my thinking, I get up every day is a holiday. There you go. That's me. See, that's a cool life. That is, that's the dream, man. That is the dream. I'm telling you, I went to my first club. I think I was like 15, something like that, 15, 16, and um, I had acquired a uh, an ID. Um, you know, just found one laying in the street, and uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that's the story I'm going with. Anyway, um, I had this ID, so I went to a club, and, um, you know, everybody, I started hanging out in them, and everybody I knew that went to clubs, they always had the same, oh, I, I, they wanted your life. They wanted to yeah. promote bands, book DJ, you know, work clubs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't know, yeah. I, I saw everybody that was doing that, and I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of work. Well, not so much to promote, well, uh, promoters did a lot, too, but... Um, I, I met a lot of the owners of the club. They were never happy. <laughs> you know, they they had never seemed to be enjoying themselves. Not like the promoters. <laughs> well, it's, promoters, it's really my girl. Because, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that 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 was obviously a plus point. Yeah, but the um, the the guys that owned the venues were obviously okay because they were getting all the bar money and all, you know, kind of cut the cut the tickets maybe or whatever. Right. But. Um, there's just something about the music business. Like, you know, if you're a promoter and you book a big venue and you put your tickets on sale and you're watching the ticket count and all that, and it's it might start off great, then it sort of boosts up a bit, it might fall down, and you're worried about how it's going to go. And then you go to the gig on the night and you're looking for a queue and there's a big line round the door or, or there's nobody. And then they're building up the PA and the doors open, the crowd come in. 
then the band come on and you go, wow, it's, this is brilliant, you know? And then you think, you know what? I brought all these people together. And that's the thought I always used to yeah. have. And I used to think, like, say I've done about 3,000 concerts, so a couple of million people or whatever. Out of that, how many people met each other at a gig, got married, started dating, whatever? I don't know. It's a great feeling to think that once you book a show, you set a trail of events going. You know what I mean? The show goes on, mm. the tickets go on sale. This girl in, you know, Dundee could buy a ticket and this guy in Glasgow could buy a ticket and they go to show and they meet each other. You know what I mean? Who knows what happens? It goes, I don't get on. It's brilliant. I love it. It's like dominoes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And people have memories of that. You know, it's, it's weird. I have had a lot of things in my life that have weeded out a lot of memories. But I'm telling you, the ones that I do have, uh, I figure are pretty strong because they, they withstood the onslaught of bad things. Um, yeah, yeah. And those are all clubs and concert memories. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. 
the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Uh, That's cool. I, I mean, obviously, that I mean, I was at a placebo gig uh, the other night in Berlin for their album, um, uh, which is coming this week, which is doing awesome, actually. But anyway, we were there with all the record company guys from Soul Records in London and the distributors, Rough Trade, in um, Berlin. And it was one of these gigs where there was, no, there was no mobile phones, right? No mobile phones allowed, right? And I just remember, you like, you won't know what this is. It's an eightsome reel where you all... There's eight people and you join hands and you dance about and you're going absolutely crazy, like, you know. And I thought, mm. here's me, 60, 66 years old, a placebo gig in Berlin, dancing about crazy, singing my head off. I thought, what a life I've got. This is, this is just beautiful. This is amazing. So <laughs> there you go. It's just like covered fun. And that, was, and that was just two nights ago, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. I'm telling you, it's it's it, you've done it. You know, it's it's amazing. It's it's so cool because you you think logically, yeah. You know, there's so many people that aren't in that situation. You know, that are working some oh. job. Maybe they're married to somebody yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. want to be. Um, you know, their kids are horrible. Yeah. You know, life's just it's just life, and you know that's way different than going well, to see placebo in Berlin. I well, I think, <laughs> well, I, well, tell you what, we're, we're doing nine, nine dates in America in September, and we, we actually had to add an extra night in New York. Uh, we sold out that place nice. in Brooklyn in about three three days. We played the LA Greek in uh, Los Angeles, and I think we'll do nine, like nine or ten shows in September. So wherever you're based, I mean, we used to play Detroit, but this is just a little a little run, and then we're going to come back next mm. year, but couldn't believe I couldn't believe that we sold out New York in three days. It's a two thousand capacity, but did a second night, and the LA Greek's going to sell out. That's about seven thousand or something. So that's good for us in America, you know. So if you want to come to a gig, give us a no, shout. We'll have a laugh. Yeah, they were, they oh, were yeah, brilliant. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely awesome. And and well, see those one of those bands films. that are just—they always have, you know. Every time they they put something out, it's out of the park, you know. I mean, it, it's just. I don't think they do a bad gig uh, or, or a bad well, album. You know? No, I've never heard one. Well, well, I think in about fifteen hundred gigs I've seen, they've maybe done four gigs that weren't brilliant, right? And that was I can even remember where they were. But this week, just a few hours ago, I got the midweek chart positions and were number one in France midweek, number one in Germany, number two in the UK. But it's a close thing between. Machine Gun Kelly and Michael Bublé, would you believe, for the number one position? So this is our first album in nine years, and we're we're smashing it. And we're, we're, and, and Michael Bublé's been on all the big TV shows, radio shows, this that. We've had nothing. Right, but, working hard. Yeah, yeah, That's and it's fantastic. like it's, it's, I I I just love it. It's exciting. So the tickets are going well, the band's going well, the film's going well. 
family are good. I live in Thailand, which is the best country in the world to live. You know, it's a brilliant place. I love it there. Um, good family. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm totally blessed. I'm 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 the luckiest guy on the planet. I wouldn't swap my love my life for anybody's. That, that's a fact. Oh, that's amazing. And you have a movie out about. Now, see, Dave, you seem like one of those guys that you know you you meet at a party or something, and you know you start BSing and uh, with, and and then after about five minutes, you're like, man, they should make a movie about this guy. That, this is amazing. And they have. <laughs> Here it is, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, nobody did. Well, well, we just, well, we just us that did it because nobody else would do it. So, the band wanted to do nothing. Right. So I just wrote a script. I, I just wrote a script and made a movie, and got the money from my friends, and we did a little low-budget um, film, and um, it kind of won fifteen, twenty awards or something. And there'll be loads better the next time. Like this was just a wee experiment, see how it went, you know. But it went good. And uh, it's right. film. It's funny. It's made the stomachs me laugh, actually. So it's okay, you know. And it shows the... Yeah. It just shows the music. It just kind of shows the music business when you start off, when you're a, a pure novice and you have no idea what you're doing, like, you know. <laughs> I have to tell you, Dave, some of my biggest things I have done in my life, um, as far as, like, crazy business deals or this or that, you know, whatever, it, it's... I have not known what I was doing, and I didn't know that you weren't supposed to do it a certain way. So I just did it, and yeah, it worked, yeah. you know? Um, exactly. And it exactly. seems like that's kind of how things have happened in your life, someday, you know, and in certain, not all the time, but to in, in certain starting points, you know? Um, Trust me. Cool. Trust me. That is cool. I have been, I, I, I have done so many things that I've got wrong. I actually went to Taiwan. I, I flew from Bangkok to Hong Kong up to Taipei and mm. Taiwan to get a record deal for a band, right? And nobody could speak English in um, Taiwan. I mean, they can in Japan and Bangkok and places like that. Right, so but not I got Taiwan, a, yeah. I, so I got, I got a taxi, and I go to this place in Taipei with all my stuff about the band and my presentation and whatever. So I go up into this room, and this guy takes the meeting, and I'm sitting down, and I'm chatting away, and I'm showing him, sales and this and publicity and pictures and blah, blah, blah. And he's looking at me right, and I'm thinking, I, I think possibly I might be in the wrong room here. Because I'm, I'm looking around and all I see are pictures of oil cans and petrol pumps and cars. And I'm actually in a garage. Okay. I'm in a garage. I'm talking to a guy that runs a garage, right, in, in Taipei. And then... And I got up and say, right, thank you so much for your time. And he gets up and nods to me, and I go out. There you go. No, I thought, how stupid is that? I'm in a garage. There you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's, that's how it went. It happened, man. It's crazy. I, I'm telling you, Taiwan is beautiful, though. But you're right. Nobody speaks English. I, I went there to see, uh, gosh, it's been about 20 years ago now. But um, I went there to see a show, a concert. And um, uh-huh. I was doing this. I had... Just, uh, you know, my first divorce, so I uh, said, I'm going to go on a trip, <laughs> get my mind off of things, wound up in Asia, you know, and uh, uh, had a good time. It was, it was a good month. Anyway, um, well, yeah, but I love yeah, Thailand. Thailand's great. Well, I, need, uh, I, nearly, I nearly died in Taiwan because after the meeting there, I actually turned up at the real office of the record company. Yeah. And they took me for lunch. They, they took me for lunch in this Taiwanese restaurant where... 
they turned the lights up to the hundred the hundred percent. It was like being in an operating theatre. And I I ordered the pork pork knuckle for some obscure reason, right? And right. there were twelve of us at this big round table. And then I choked on this pork knuckle thing and I thought, right, I I can either die and I could see the headlines now, Dundee man dies in pork knuckle incident. Or I could really give it a blast and get it out. So I went, the, the thing pinged across the table, this big pot knuckle thing. <laughs> and then I went, I went, you know, hey guys, I've flown from Bangkok to Hong Kong to Taipei, nobody's speaking, and everybody was quiet. And only years later did I notice on a NatWest bank advert that certain cultures do never discuss business at lunch, and one of them was Taiwan. Oh, there you go. So yeah. I nearly, I nearly yeah. choked to death there, but there you go. <laughs> see, see. Well, we're glad. Seriously, you man, that was, we're glad you didn't. That was well. I'm glad I didn't oh, either, because uh, I'm still here to tell the tale. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rockin' reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. 
The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please, visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rock's Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. <laughs> Make it into a movie. That's going to be the second. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Now, this, this is getting great reviews, so it drops tomorrow. So, of course, you're going to get the onslaught this week. Not only are placebos dropping their new album this week, you've got your movie dropping. Yeah. You know, you yeah, it's, work good, it's a good week, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good week. And, <laughs> and, week. and Dundee United are playing Hibs away, which will be a great game for us. We need to win that to get in the top six. So what a what a week of hyper is that a word <laughs> hyperbole activity? It's a, it's a good word anyhow. I've said it before. Hyperbole. I like that. Um, that's, that's, that's an awesome word. It's, uh, well, it's, it's a fantastic film. And, uh, you know, so you, you've got people that have, that have seen it and whatnot and are reviewing it. And, and they, you know, it's coming out. Everybody seems to like it. Um, there hasn't been a good movie, music movie in a while, I feel. And mm. um, I love watching this, you know. It's, I'm one of those guys that will watch, you know, back when uh, VH1 used to do those behind the music. And I, I would watch that stuff religiously just because I thought it interesting. Um, yeah, you know, uh, but I like a good music uh, themed movie, and uh, and this is one. This is one of them. Uh, have, well, now cute. I know you're doing promo for it. Are the well, of course, cheers. Uh, are the gears turning for the next project? Uh, 
Charlie, what was that? My next, pro- what, the next film project? Or what? Have, uh... Yeah, are, have you getting ideas? Are you writing them? Are you just going oh, to get yeah, through yeah, this yeah, one so, first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've got all the script. I've got three scripts. I've, I've got three movies lined up. The, wow. the next one we, we, we start shooting in September, and it's called Sold Out, and it tells the story of the character Scott in the first movie and Dave, Davey, me, we mm. moved to London. Mm-hmm. And if you Google in Scott Young, Dundee businessman, you'll see what happened to him. He was unfortunately uh, died in yeah, serious circumstances. And um, it show, it's me and him, or him and I, as my dad would always say, we share a house in Hammersmith. And he goes one way and mm. I go another way. So I, I get there in 1985. I try to book Bruce Springsteen from a kebab shop in London, which didn't go well. And um, and I, I end up doing various shows like with cool bands and work my way up to Nirvana. And then Kirk oh, dies wow. and all that goes like out the window. And then I think that's the end of me in the music business. Then I get a demo tape of Placebo with six tracks on it. Five tracks go top 30. And uh, I do well on placebo, but so it's all about me, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Smashing Pumpkins, Razor's Machine, Soul Asylum, whatever. All these bands I used to promote, and Scott going his way. Which, if you look at his story, if you Google it, in, you'll see what happens. So it's a very dark kind of comedy. You know, it kind of takes everything up a level from Dundee. We all go into the the big league. You know, all kind of gets a bit. Was a bit crazy, like you know. It's a good, it's brilliant soundtrack right. as well. So, so we we'll start shooting that in what? September. Then I've got, man, I've got another film oh. after that. So I've got loads. Yeah, that's good. Man, that is I'm awesome. That is awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Because uh, I wanted, I want to know more, um, especially after watching this. You mentioned the soundtrack. Now I have to say, Schemers has a fantastic soundtrack, start to finish. It's it's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to it on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, what am I saying? On uh, Spotify, that's how I listen to it. Um, it's out everywhere. You can buy it, I'm sure. Um, amazing, amazing uh, soundtrack. Yeah, I imagine, it's, 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 was that hard to put together? No it, was easy, because, no, it was easy because it's all bands that are either promoted, managed, or published or owned the recordings on, you know? So... Like a lot of the bands, I mean, like like I initially had had the idea of keeping it all 1979, 1980. Then I thought, well, right. there's a TV show called a TV show called Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you've seen it, but, but mm-hmm. they use music, it's, it's it's set in the 1930s, but they use music from like Monkeys and whatnot. Yeah, TZ right. Harvey and Dick Cave and a lot. So I thought, you know what, I can mix it up a bit. I can put some more um, current music in it. So I put in some music, a Dundee band called The View. I put three tracks of theirs in, and I put bands that I owned the publishing on, and then I put favourites of mine from the right. old days that I used to promote, like sort of Fisher's Ed, Simple Minds, and all that stuff. So it ended up being um, and Alex Harvey band and all that. So it ended up being, yeah, they're pretty cool in the fall. I used to promote them as well way way back in the day. So it kind of worked out okay, like, you know. But it was, it, every, every song was a personal touch you know which is uh it's good it's, it's great it's great i remember i was thinking back i'm like when did placebo when did i first like really become aware of placebo and i remember like my friends talking about it when uh that movie velvet goldmine came out and they they played a young uh, glam yeah. band you know 
And but everybody, yeah. they were the buzz, at least with my friends, you know. And they they were like, oh, you got to check this band out, blah 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 blah. And and so we we did. <laughs> they were great. Well, it, it's absolutely mental. Like, yeah. 28 years later, that I'm still managing them. Put a show on sale in Mexico City uh, two weeks ago, and we sold 10,000 tickets in the first day. It's a 20,000 capacity. Wow. So, and then we're selling out all over Europe, all the arenas, all the festivals. And, that, and then the new album will come out and get 9 out of 10, 4 out of 5, 5 out of 5, and every, every single publication and it's going to be number one in loads of countries. It's like a dream, you know. It's like it's the gift that keeps giving. You know what I mean? It's like it's wow. This is meant yeah. to be still going so strong, and they look so good and play so well. And it's just like yeah, you know, I'm just like as I keep saying, and I'm not being corny here. I'm totally blessed. I'm lucky. I mean, you know, I am. God's God's been a uh, He's been looking out for me for some obscure reason. I don't know why, but I'm definitely getting a touch, like you know. So it's good. Oh. Absolutely. You know, we get a lot of um, up-and-coming bands and, and young guys and gals are, um, you know, trying to do something and whatnot. And you hear all these stories. You know, everybody's got a story. You know how it goes. And all I want to say is there are, a good, there, there are some good people you can work with out there. When you find them, hold on to them, even if it's for 28 oh, years. <laughs> you know? Well, honestly, Obviously, like... I mean, you know that song, 25 Years never, uh, Living Next Door to Alice? Have you heard that? <laughs> you probably never heard that. But it's like 20, 20 years living next door to Placebo. It's like crazy. You're just being going, it's just mad. And I love watching them. See, when I was in Berlin the other night, I'd never seen them for three years because of this COVID stuff. And I was like a right. kid. You know what I mean? Jumping about 66 years old. Thankfully, my blood pressure is 110 over 71, so I'm fit as a butcher's dog. And it was great, you know? <laughs> Loved it. Well, you know what it is? It's that Taiwanese knuckles that you've been eating. You know, the pork knuckles. They're, they're keeping me young well, and healthy. Thankfully, there you go. thankfully I never sw- <laughs> if, if I swallowed it, that would have been okay. It might have been a bit painful coming out of the other side, but at least I would have survived it. But <laughs> if I, if I choked, choked on it, that would be right. <laughs> Oh man! Sorry, that, oh, man. that, that, that well, may be a bit risky. Right. No, no, we're on the internet, Dave. Everything's fine, oh, that's man. Good. That's good. Everything's Look, possible. Yeah, it's all good. You know? even, even Will, even Will Smith can go and punch that guy's lights out. So everything's possible. I was just thinking that. I was just <laughs> thinking that. You know, the funny part is, is everybody. It was so funny this morning after that. Every on social media, everybody's clutching their pearls and. You know, oh, there was two camps on my social media. People like, yeah, uh, you know, shouldn't have said yeah. anything about his wife, you know. That's, yeah, those are all my yeah, friends exactly. from Detroit, you know. Um, but all of my friends from college, you know, the, the, the highbrow people are, are all like, yeah. oh, it's such a terrible – I'm like, yeah, I'm sure the kids oh. were traumatized, you know, all the little ones watching yeah. the Oscars. Are you kidding me? Nobody watches that. <laughs> no, no exa- six years that, old exactly. Nobody watches watch that. And and to be fair, the the guy that took the punch or the slap took it quite well actually. I mean he, I mean he did the go down like yeah, a footballer in the, Eng, the English Premier League or something would have been spread eagled like you know. So uh, yeah, it was okay. It was fun, you know. Whatever. It's probably had a hundred million views. No done anybody any harm like you know. In fact, maybe maybe I what? should go punch somebody tomorrow to boost the film sales. Should <laughs> I punch? Let me think. Could I? Could you I punch find Will Smith? There you go. If I could punch him, that would be great, but I'd get battered, you know. 
He punched a guy. I remember. I can't remember what it was. It was. Um, did he punch him or shove him? Something. I'm trying to remember. He was doing one of those red carpet. You know how they do everything in L.A. Um, yeah. Some premiere. And some guy, well, they was interviewing him, and I, I guess the guy was a gay guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, everybody. Don't send me No, emails. no, absolutely. But I guess the no, guy no, tried to kiss that. him or something, and he, yeah. he bopped him, <laughs> you know, which I would have too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell anyway. you what, life, life, life's great. I just love it. It's so funny. Every, every day, there's going to be someone that can make you laugh. Just look for it, I'll tell you. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope you mentioned COVID. I hope all your people and, and everybody uh, were okay, you know. Um, that's a hell of a thing. I've never seen the world close down like it did. And I'll tell you, the sad part, I I still know a lot of people in the, uh, the DJ world and whatnot. And, um, man, I knew a couple people that had gotten these residency gigs and stuff right before the clothes down, you yeah. know, and they went out and bought cars and shit, and <laughs> those checks weren't coming in, you know. Um, well, I mean, it was like, like I know you've not got, I, I know you've got not, not, not got time to hear any COVID stories, but I'll tell you one. In Berlin the other night, you, you had to get, they're so strict in Germany, right? You had to get a COVID okay. test from a registered nurse who was dressed head to toe oh. in plastic with goggles on and all that sort of stuff, right? Now, I've had about mm. 25 COVID tests so far, and I would have been cheaper spending money on cocaine or something because the amount of money you spend, but I've never done drugs or anything like that. But the cost that put, to put something up your nose is ludicrous, right? Anyhow, this, this one in Germany, I swear it nearly came out my eyeball. You know, she put it up so far, I thought, I'm going to die. And she, she was a big hefty woman, let me say, hefty, Fräulein. And uh, right. so that was that. It was literally tears to my eyes. So that's my little COVID. Oh story. yeah, there you go. Well, I'm I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, well, you know, it sounds. Uh, just keep doing, Dave. You know this. You know, just keep keep rolling and, and doing them because. Uh, your work's fantastic. I really, really want to see more, you know. I'm kind of surprised oh, well, you well, do well. this as a book, you know. That's what, you know, the the old guard are supposed to do is write a book, you know. You made a movie. I think your way is better. Yeah, it's much better because it's too difficult to write a book. I mean, if you write a movie, all you need to do is get a good cinematographer, DOP, whatever you call them, direct photographer, get a good soundtrack so it'll look good, sound good. Even if the script's complete bollocks, at least it'll look good and sound good. But if the script's half decent, you've got a no bad movie. That's it. Boom. You're sorted, you know? No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love that's it. The, that's <laughs> the, good to me. That's the, way, that's the way to do it, somebody said. Can't remember who it was. Nice. Said that. Nice. Well, keep, keep at it. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see more. Thank you for taking time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. I know you got more of these to do. Um, hey, awesome. if you're ever in South Florida, you know, Miami or whatever, let me know. Let me know. We will definitely go out well, for a uh, some fried well, knuckles I will or be. something. I don't know. I will, I will be because Placebo will be playing this something or one of my bands will. Uh, but I'm, at, I'm at, uh, on Instagram, Davey from the D or something. I can't remember. And I'm on uh, email, Dave at Riverman Bangkok. I stay in Thailand, Dave at Riverman Bangkok.com. So I'm only in Dundee on business nice. in Europe, but. 
So hit me up, as they say, in, in America, I believe. Is Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you again so much, and uh, break a leg with the movie. It drops tomorrow. Everybody, you can watch it anywhere on the planet, I think, tomorrow. And uh, I think this so. is definitely yeah. worth watching. We, and we have mate. links to it. We have links to the social media and all that. So like and oh, share thanks, those. Thanks, thanks, thanks a million. That's I had a really good chat with you. It was a good laugh. <laughs> okay, yeah, man. absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Take care. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. Cheers. Good luck. Bye. And there you go, folks. How about that, Mr. Dave McLean? Again, the movie's called Schemers. Is out. And this is a this is a great movie. And it, you know, I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I knew a lot of people growing up that were in this world, and uh, it was great. To, it was a great. Uh, movie, and it also just reminded me of uh, some zany fun times a million years ago when I was a youngster. Um, <laughs> still having zany fun times, just different, in a different way now. Um, but yeah, this is a great film. The uh, the Facebook link and the Instagram link for the film we have up. These, well, I'm just going to get ready to tell you. We convert, as you probably know if you listen to the show, uh, we convert this to a uh, podcast. We push it out on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasts. Wherever you stream podcasts on, I'm telling you, baby, we are on it. We're on like 570-something of them. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I didn't know there were that many podcasting platforms. Well, there are, and we're on them all. Uh, and the big ones, you know, Apple and iTunes and um, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff, Pandora all that kind of stuff we're on. But anyway, what I wanted to tell you is these links that we have on our show page, when this is converted, those stay active. So if you're listening to the show on Spotify or whatever, just click that link, man. Boom, you're right there. And and as always, look, I always tell you guys and ladies, uh, if you like a film or a band or, you know, whatever, like and share their social media. Help get the word out, man. We live in an algorithm world and, um, you know, it's very, very important. And with movies, too, if you watch a movie, leave a review. Write a couple sentences down. To tell us what you thought of the movie, you know. It helps uh, it, it helps that algorithm out immensely. And uh, it's just, you know, the easiest thing to do. You don't have to write a doctoral thesis or anything. Just, you know, a couple sentences. Helps out. Okay, folks, we are out of here. We've got uh, – we will be back tomorrow – We've got a returning guest, um, Chloe Trakos is uh, going to be on tomorrow, uh, talking about her film, uh, introducing Jodia, fantastic ro- uh, romantic comedy. I think if that's your if that's your jam, um, you will really really dig it. If you just like to laugh, it's very funny. Um, I dig the movie a lot, so it'll be great talking to Chloe again and catching up. And we will see you all tomorrow. Have a great one, and um, yeah. I'm going to get back to work now. I'm working on these really cool paintings that um, I, I need to, I, I, <laughs> I want to finish. Well, they're right at the end. It's, it's right at the, the last part of the painting. And, uh, and I don't know why. This time I decided to work on three at once. I normally do them one at a time, but, oh, boy, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm surrounded. I am literally sitting at my desk right now. And uh, the, the monitors and all the podcasting stuff's in front of me in this direction. And on my chair, I, you know, I've got a swivel chair because, you know, I'm the boss. 
But if I, every other direction is a big canvas, these big 24 by 30 canvases, I'm literally surrounded by these paintings. And so I got to get these done, man. I got to get these done. The collectors, uh, you know, email me and it has to be done. I got to get them done. Okay. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to finish this up, do the post-production and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.